This podcast is brought to you by Central, helping schools work smart. It's just a no-brainer for me, and it's just something that I cannot imagine a school not running on Central, to be honest. That's David Somerville, head teacher of technology at Callaghan College Walsend Campus in Newcastle. Hello, I'm Colin Klupik, and you're listening to Central Station. When it comes to using Central, few people are better qualified to talk about the platform than David. He was there from the beginning and is still there now, many years later. In this episode, I briefly retrace some of the history of Central and how the product has matured to what it is today. David explains the positive transformation that Central brings to schools and the many benefits of moving to Central in the cloud. It's not just the administrative and technical benefits of Central, but also the cultural and collegial improvements it encourages. For David, running a school without Central is just about unimaginable. Let's find out why. David, you've been with Central since the very early days. Must be a couple of decades now, is that right? Uh, It would probably be longer, actually. Um, Just trying to think back. It was probably in the 90s, I guess, when I first met Jeff and Ant. Back in the 90s, wow. (laughs) Does anybody um, talk about the 90s anymore? (laughs) Well, I've been at Wall's End now for 10 years, and I was at Rutherford for 20, so it would have had to have been halfway through that, that, I guess. So maybe let's, let's round it off at 20. Well, let's have a look back at the the nineties then. But I don't want to stay in the history part too long because we we, no. we live in the we live in the present and the emerging future. But the reason why I want to ask is because back then, did you see this as an inevitable move? As in, like you know, we just have to go this way. Well, if we go back before actually a, a student management system as such, I mean, back in the early days, it it was called GP Tech, and there was a box that was arrived at school via. Uh, they called them technology advisors back then, and Neville Stone was his name, and he saw the value in what Jeff was doing. And Jeff was a um, Jeff Byers, that is. He was a previous technology advisor with the department, and uh, yeah, he came up with this GP Tech proxy server and brought it around to school. I said, "What's that?" He said, "Just plug it into your internet. It'll make it go heaps better. <laughs> and it'll it'll, bla- it'll it'll back up everything for you." It'll be great. I said, oh, okay. So off we went and then Neville just went around to all his schools that he had in the Hunter region and, and plugged these things in. So I don't know how far they went, um, but that was the early days. And then, I mean, one of the one of the first things I remember about Jeff Byers is it would have been, actually it was the year 2000 because I remember in, in that time I had the whole of the Christmas holidays to rip apart our old network and, and put in a Windows network, which I built it in my back bedroom at home. <laughs> These are the sort of days that we had. And um, Jeffrey came around. I couldn't get the server to go, and he came around and, uh, to, to Rutherford High and, yeah, helped me fix it up. So, well, he fixed it up, really. And then and then off I go, and I was away, <laughs> off and running sort of thing. So, you know, it was that sort of uh, service back then that was made a mile of difference. But that was... That was when schools had complete autonomy over there. They were building their own networks, you know. Every computer coordinator at the schools were doing their own thing and there was no real coordinated effort from the department back then. It was all, yeah, just, well, whatever which way they sort of went. So It sounds like you were uh, almost a bunch of mavericks back then. Was there, was there a considered wisdom that you were coming up against? You know, back then... Um, 
the department actually had a pilot. It was it was called Microsoft School Server or something, and it came on a CD, and it was it was Windows Server 2000, and we all the computer coordinators in the Hunter region went up to Singleton High with Greg Norris. Uh, and coordinated that and yeah it, it was basically here's a blueprint for how to set up a server which included uh, roaming profiles believe it or not which is something that no one will touch but well, I had it at Rutherford for many many years which meant that you logged onto one computer and all your settings went to another but that's not not used anymore I don't know why mm. um, included SharePoint um you know, early adopter of SharePoint, which is um, now taking the world by storm, really, and the department's seen their wisdom to, to um, purchase that for every school, so that's good. Um, but, yeah, there was there was an, in, an inevitability. I mean, it's strange. I mean, every five years is something new sort of comes comes up. I was asked when I went for my first head teacher job at Rutherford, where do I see technology in five years' time? Well, that was, that was going back 15 years ago, so, and I said at the time, well, who knows what's going to happen in five years' time, and it's certainly getting faster and faster and faster with change, but certainly where we've ended, ended up with today, and we'll talk about that later, mm. is, um, is something that I'm very pleased with, particularly the way the department's going. I guess back then, I guess back then the only way that you could really do it was with localised on-premise installations, and I guess that was just kind of seen as the thing that you did, but there were inherent problems with that, weren't there? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the the first network we had has one had one. Oh, it had one server and seven workstations. And I remember as a fellow from uh, Energy Australia, he was he came out and he was he was talking to us and he, he and I said to him one day, I said, I've I've heard about this thing called the internet, and he said, Oh, he said, No, no, it's too slow. It'll never take off. <laughs> Now, I don't know what happened to that fellow, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Early uh, retirement. <laughs> it was it was one of those lollipop moments, I suppose, if you know what a lollipop moment is. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it was, <laughs> it was it was not – I wouldn't say it was profound, but uh, certainly <laughs> – and, and then we went on to a, to one connection in the library and that then it just sort of grew from there. But it was certainly very much school-centric and very much dependent on the talent that you had available in the schools at the time and – there was no, there was no Yammer or, you know, Twitter or anywhere to sort of talk to other people. It was very much reliant on meetings and things like that, which we organised in the Hunter region. And you know, you, you build up some camaraderie there, and you, you sort of follow along each other and get hints and tips off each other. And I mean, then email came along, and we had a, a New South Wales computer coordinators list serve, and that, and that lots of ideas came from that. Stu has it who's a prominent fellow in the department, he was very much behind that. So, so and yeah. I guess that, um, I mean, that's one side of the problem that, that that's all very localised knowledge and everyone's kind of doing their own thing. But I guess if someone walks into the school and takes all the boxes away, you've got nothing. It all just disappears. Oh, that's right. But, I mean, I, you know, back in the day, uh, Jeff, uh, not Jeff, um, Neville Stone, he, he would just come around and say, do you want any computers? And he'd just have computer boxes in, in the back of his car. And he was just taking computers from one school to another and just saying, oh, well, this school doesn't need them. Do you want them? Yeah, I'll have them. I'll have them, you know, and, <laughs> and away it went like that. Well, now we've got the rollouts and, and things. And, I mean, you're talking about computers that were like two and a half grand, three grand each, you know, back then. So it's a lot of money, big investment. 
So Central's changed and matured quite a bit over the last couple of decades. How did you find that the methods changed at the schools that you were at as the product developed and matured? And I guess one thing I'm interested in is, was was the way that you were finding out how to do things driving some of that change or was it coming from the platform or, or was it kind of a mutual growth? Well, back in the early days uh, when Central first came out, I mean, we were actually – we weren't aware at the time that Central actually had a wellbeing unit, which they called a welfare unit back then or a welfare module um, or attendance or anything. I wasn't aware of that at all and we were looking at another product – and I, and I contacted Jeffrey and said, um, you know, this is what we're looking at. Are you looking at doing the same thing? And he said, yes, we are. And then he came out and him and Ant sat there and, and we, we went over and really helped Central develop what it has become today. Uh, and Anthony Marr actually sat in my office and for days and days and just said, well, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? So, oh. um, yeah, so that's that was really the driving force behind it. And it was a case of, okay, well, we, reports, for example, back in the early days, we, we went from handwritten reports to Oasis reports. Reports was a pretty late sort of module for Central, I suppose, but as as the reporting package became um, more problematic, then it needed some sophistication, which Central brought to the table. So it seems like uh, you're part of the, or your DNA is part of the product almost, given the given the time that you've been with it and the experience you have. Tell me, how did how did this affect? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me, in your experience, then, how did you how did you see other people's uh, cultural uh, observations of this change? Were, were there any behavioural shifts in, in your with your colleagues? Oh, look, it was everything was going down the technology path back then, I suppose, and um, you know, people wanting to get rid of paper, wanting to get something that they could have data at their fingertips. Um, you know, particularly the principals and deputies over the years. I mean, they, they want to be able to get on a computer system and see. Uh, well-being was probably the thing that shifted most schools, I guess. When we bought Central in at both the schools, um, myself and Paul Tracy, um, previous principal, we we went, we thought, well, what's, what's the module that's going to sort of hook people into this, I guess? And it was well-being. I mean, people... Teachers want to see or want to see some uh, some help there with discipline and well well being. So that was the first thing we put in. And then once they got trained in that and they realised how it went, then their their culture started to shift. And they're going, well, what else can we do? So we brought in attendance. And then we, uh, I remember profiles when it was launched up at um, Cessnock. We went up to that and bought that straight away because. We could see that each one, it was just as, as each module was developed, people could see the, the usefulness of it from, the, from what they got from the very start with wellbeing. More from my discussion with David in a moment. To hear another great story of a school that made the move to Central, check out my interview with Christy Sutton, Assistant Principal at Western Public School, not too far from Newcastle. They're only about seven years into their Central journey, and the improvements to school life just keep getting better. And that's constantly changing, just like anything in our world and just like our systems at school, they have to always constantly update um, Central. And that's not a bad thing. To use Central is incredibly easy to do that, um, which makes the the school wellbeing um, run really efficiently because I can make Central work for what's happening for us at the time. 
And you can find that conversation by subscribing to Central Station wherever you get your podcasts. So let's talk about wellbeing for, for just a moment. What was the main thing that really hooked them in with wellbeing? Oh, it's knowledge. I mean, you can because you can go on to wellbeing and you can look up a student and you can see instantly whether they've got, well, we use gotchas now, which are a, a positive reward system, uh, whether they can see that they've, if they've been into trouble in some way or if they've been suspended or, you know, if they've had a bad day or if they've got some sort of history, you can see it very, very quickly down the right-hand side. So having that um, that knowledge is, is is critical, and particularly you know with with a principal sits in there with a parent that comes in and says, oh, well you know you you haven't done anything about this or whatever. Well, actually on this day, and because in profiles you've got a correspondence log, on this day my teachers rang you here, here, and here. Um, we've sent our correspondence here, and you know off we go. The full historical perspective of that student can be brought up in an instant. And I guess from a teacher's perspective as well, as if you know that you've got, uh, let's say you've got a student who needs to come and see you at another time of day, like, you know, can you come and see me at lunchtime? You might just have a few minutes before that meeting to just say, look, I'm just going to check this student's well-being profile and just, just see what's been going on in their life before I have a chat to them about the problem that we've had today, for example. Is that the kind of thing we're talking about? Yes, absolutely. And the flag system uh, works really well. That comes out on the rolls and the reports and that sort of thing. So you can see instantly whether a student, um, you know, is an ATSI student or um, if, if they have been suspended or if they're, or if they've got a, if they've got to bring your own device permission, you know, if you know that the student's there and, and has access to a computer, then that's, that's just knowledge. It's just about getting to know and building that relationship with the kids. But it's also, um, you know, parent interviews, same thing. We do all our parent interviews through Central and, the, the flags come up and we can pull up and people bring Central up and they can see uh, and talk to the parents with that knowledge. We talked a little bit, or we mentioned the cloud before. Uh, now, Central in the cloud is, again, the, the next development, I guess you could say. Is this another inevitable shift? Uh, look, <laughs> having... Well, first of all, let me say I've moved all our systems to the cloud. I'm a massive believer in the cloud, and there's a lot of reasons for that. Schools, um, they, they, not all schools are equal as far as technology support, IT support goes. So having having central in the cloud and all your systems in the cloud means that you're not relying on that IT person um, to be on site to do things. I mean, back in the old days when I did have central on the, the premise We'd have to upgrade our servers every you know, four years to keep them in in, um, in warranty. If there's anything wrong with them, it was a case of having the central support person on the other end of the phone saying, you know, try this, try this, try that. And it was, you know, it, it, it was just problematic. And it, if the power get, went down, that was a big one. If the power went down in the school, we had an outage, central would be off, offline, no one could access it. So with it moving to the cloud, We've cut down on the amount of um, IT support that's been required at the school, and and it's very much a case of, and it's you know it's it's updating too. I mean, I, I have access to a lot of central servers, um, being a support person for a few schools, um, and I can see you know that that update would be at that school on that day, but this other school might be, you know, four or five versions behind. Whereas now it's in the cloud; they're all on the same version at the same time. So. 
What are the usual anxieties about migrating to the cloud? Uh, are you going to lose any data? Um, that'd, that'd be the biggest thing. Is it, going to, is it going to change? Is it going to connect? I guess my biggest concern, I mean, early, early on in the cloud in the cloud model, I think there was issues with actually getting single sign-on working with um, the department. That's all been resolved now. So, and in fact, we're just piloting now the single sign-on with the department here at Walls End, and it's working really, really well. So that means that people log on with their portal account, and with the single sign-on, the department's rolling out at the moment. Soon, we, we, this week, we logged on with our email addresses for the first time. Uh, that's going to then sync with Central, so it'd be a case of logging onto the computer, clicking on the Central icon, and there is there is Central, which is a good thing because it also cuts down on security issues with uh, with local accounts. So some schools have got to have a casual staff account, which we did, which meant that the username password could get passed around to anybody. Uh, well, that's all gone now, so right. it makes it massively more secure. I think the cloud's much faster than the the local one, believe it or not. Um, and with cloud technology, with resources being put into place when they're needed on demand, well, then that's a really good thing. So I'm guessing that uh, having a cloud situation just frees up a whole lot of your time and makes the weight on your shoulders a lot lighter. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, you're not talking about, as I said, you're not talking about getting a server every every four years. I mean, our last server cost us $7,000. So... And that's something that decreases in value. So I actually threw them out the other day. Oh, no. Well, I wanted to ask you, is the financial investment worth the benefits that you receive from the cloud version? Oh, look, I believe so. I mean, you've got to look at total cost of ownership. So, And for people that don't know what that means, it means what does it actually cost you not only to have this system, but how much does it cost you to support this system? So with, with the ongoing costs of upgrading your server and... And having that person there available, well, that's just not required anymore. So you, having your flat fee, which is uh, there every every year or whatever, then off you go. But certainly for us, it wasn't that much extra, so we didn't we didn't bat an eyelid at it. And look, the other thing is too, Central does so much. It's, you're not talking about a system that's just for science teachers or just is an LMS. Um, like a learning management system, that's that's we have Canvas for that. I mean, that's but that's its prime purpose. That's that's what it does. I mean, you're talking about a system here that does well-being reports, um, your parent interviews, your profile. Um, you know, it's, there's there's lots of different angles and different modules that make up Central. It's a it's a very big system. So, and there's and I, I know there's lots of exciting things coming. You've also been benefiting from the new mobile app. How has that changed the way you do things? Yeah, yeah, we've we've we went over from another company um, to the previous uh, parent app. It's really good. The the previous one was a case of, you know, the parents would pull up out the front in their car and they'd pull their mobile out, and then they'd send a, a notification to explain an absence, and it was a case of that would go to our school email address, and that would have to be all manually entered into Central. Well, now with the parent app, it's just a case of. There's there's the absence. Here it is. There's there's the explanation. It goes straight onto the central system, straight into attendance, and then it can be dealt with. They can put in forward uh, forward dates if they want to. So it just works works really well. And the new one's very polished. It looks really good. Now, given the fact that we're having this discussion in August 2020, I yes. guess we, we'd we'd have to talk about COVID. In what ways did Central help to just keep an even keel over the last let's say six months? 
Oh, it's central. Look, central was just part of the puzzle for us, as I mentioned with Canvas and and um, and our other systems that we've got, which integrate in. I mean, it's it just because we're so technology based in the college here. It meant that the, the COVID experience for us and our, our teachers was pretty seamless. You know, it wasn't a case of having to uh, to upload everything that was already there. Um, our parents are already used to using these apps. They're already used to seeing and getting communication. You know, just the um, the email system that's uh, available on the on the cent- on central to send out to the parents. You know, you can, I mean, the staff can just email the parents straight from their role if they want to. So, but th- that's the point. It's it was just a case of because technology is just such a cultural thing at, at the college, then it wasn't a big deal. So what's your advice then to schools who are considering uh, the move to central and, and particularly central in the cloud? And, and I guess for some schools, particularly smaller schools, this might still be seen as a big thing. And for you, it's, you know, for you, it's just kind of normal because you've been at it for a couple of decades. But how would you start that conversation with people? Yeah, so look, smaller schools... Uh, so when myself and Paul Tracy got to the college, one of the first things that we did was to, to talk to our primary schools about getting central so that the data could flow through to the to us. And um, and Paul actually paid for the licence for some of the smaller schools just to make sure that we're all on the, on the same same system. So as far as what, how would you start the conversation, I mean, there's so many schools on central these days that central actually is so well known that it's just a case if you're not on the system, why aren't you on the system? Um, there are other systems and other players in the market that, that will say they've got 24-7 support and all this sort of stuff, but where's that support sit and where does it belong? Is it overseas support? We're not allowed to do that. You've got to look at data security. You've got to look at support. You've got to look at the the fact that, that Central is growing and, uh, you know, there's more and more modules being added to it every time, every day. And just the amount of time that it saves all of the staff uh, on a day-to-day basis and the the extra communication and all all the data and all this sort of stuff and the accessibility in the cloud, it's just a no-brainer for me. And it's just something that I cannot imagine a school not running on Central, to be honest. Well, David, it's been great to speak with you this afternoon about uh, your experiences. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us. No problem. You've been listening to Central Station. If you think that a friend or colleague might benefit from David's insight from the last couple of decades, then please share this episode with them. To hear more interviews with inspiring educators from around Australia, make sure you subscribe to Central Station on your favourite podcast app or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Central. For more information, visit the website, central.com.au. Listener.